Hey, what's up? What's good? It's Showtime Balling. Balling on all levels. This is our podcast. Let's get it. In this episode, we go one-on-one with Nick Fee. Uh, Nick Fee spent his time last season with the Taylor Bay Hawks and are part of the Hawks Bay coaching community. Nick is a legit baller for real and a fitness fanatic. He speaks about where basketball started for him, his high school days, NBL, his recent Hoop Nation team experience, all the way to speaking about his current venture into the performance and fitness space. But yo, without further ado, let's go. This episode is proudly presented to you by Showtime Balling Apparel, finally available for you to invest and represent our brand. Showtime Balling Apparel was created to help grow us as a brand and also other young aspiring athletes with a story of showing your passion for the game of basketball. For further information, please contact Showtime Balling NZ. Thank you for representing us. Uh, kia ora koutou koutou. Welcome to the show, Showtime Balling, Balling All Levels. This is our podcast on this episode. My main man, he was with the Taylor Bay Hawks this season. Awesome, he was in the Hawks Bay. It was sad to see him go, but let's bring him into the show this morning. Kia ora, Nick Fee. How you doing, bro? Kia ora, brother. How you doing? Uh, it's awesome to hear from you, brother. And um, yeah, my man, what's going on? What's good? Nothing much, bro. Hey, awesome uh, awesome to be a part of this. And uh, congrats on how far this has come from when we talked about it over at uh, Easter this year. Yeah. Hey, we've been actually wanting, you know, we've been talking about this episode. We've been having this one on one for yeah, like, <laughs> a long time. <laughs> man, you're a busy man, it's you're hard to come to track down, but uh, you know, it took you to leave Hawks Bay for me to get you. So, that, <laughs> hey, we got we got there in the end, didn't we? Yeah, for sure, bro. Hey, let's get into it. Hey, where did the storyline for basketball start for you? Hey, brother, so uh, basketball for me started when I moved uh, to the states with the family, so we lived in America. Well, about year 2000, so it's all 19 years ago or something like that. And uh, so we were there for two years, started playing ball, then uh, moved our way back to good old Manawatu. And, uh, well, it's gone from there. <laughs> so whereabouts in America were you talking about? Uh, so we lived in Missouri, so right, right in the center. Okay, so, man, in Missouri, switching from there to – to the mighty uh, Bucketheads or the Turbos of uh, Manawatu. So <laughs> there must have been a massive difference in between there. So what can you tell us from your experiences from ball in America? How was that? Oh, it was just a massive culture difference, bro. Like, I mean, up there, I was only like, it was young. So we were probably six, seven years old, but still coming back. And uh, the culture is so different. Um, the development is crazy. Like, I learned so many skills when I was over there. I come back here and kids can't even dribble a basketball. Yeah, for real. So it's just kind of everything just came easier to me. So are you saying that when you transition from America to here, you were just you were just what carving kids up? Oh, I'm not, I don't want, I don't want to say that, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure at that age, nine, ten years old, it's it's shouldn't be too hard, you know. <laughs> for sure. Hey, uh, let's go into high school basketball. When you played, how was that? Ah, oh, well, you know. Um, no, so I started at a small school, uh, St. Peter's College, down in Palmy, and then my last two years of high school, I went, moved to Palmy Boys. Um, year 12 wasn't too bad. We uh, just missed out on a top 10 finish at Nationals. But then our last year was kind of a bit of a <laughs> – we didn't qualify that year. Okay. Okay, so um, yeah, well, Palmy boys have got a bit of a proud tradition as of late in making the um, the nationals, but 
Yeah, man, it must have been yeah, like just speak about what was the competition like when you were playing there? Was there any notable, you know, Kiwi ballers that were in the league there? Oh, well, in the high school scene when you were there? I suppose uh, this one guy called Stephen Adams, you heard of him before? Oh, no, no, who was that? No, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so he was, he was around this. The team wasn't that good, so when he was at Scots College, but he was same age group, all of that. Um, and you got the boys who were currently fighting it out in the World Cup right now, like majority of those young boys are still playing when I was at school. So you got no. I was playing against yeah. Ty Webster, uh Jordan Natai, Shay, all of them boys. Okay, then you talk about yeah, those guys, Prince of Porirua or uh, Jordan Natai and the Uso Shayeli and um Ty Webster, you like you said they're doing their business over in um, in China at the moment. So yeah, man, that's <laughs> they are some notable players. And of course the big man himself, Steve Adams. Yeah, very talented guys. Nice, nice. Um now let's go into NBL. Like last season, you wore the the Taylor Bay Hawks. Um, yeah, man, can you just quickly speak about that. That was heartbreaking, bro. Yeah. <laughs> to get to the get to the final, we're up a solid twenty, and then uh, the Saints make a, a very impressive comeback and um, yeah, take it out. So that was that was heartbreaking season. That was. Yeah, because you would have gone head to head with them. What? Two two times prior to getting into the the finals, and you would have recognised and seen how good you know they were pretty they're pretty good. Let's be honest, right? Yeah, they were pretty close to the Tall Blacks team they've got now. We're not going to lie, um, they were a very very talented team, and we were fortunate to be very competitive in that final game, and unfortunately could not take it out. So I, I, we had an episode with um, with Zico. Uh, about like a week or so ago, and we asked him like, when did he, you know, like, you know, you you're cruising and coasting at us in the final, up by twenty in the third quarter, and then he kind of made a, a gesture saying that there was the the kind of the momentum swung on the last play of the second half. But when did you notice that the momentum was starting to go? Uh it was. There was one play that. I really think of which is um, a little backdoor cut from Abercrombie to a little dunk just before yep. the start of the the end of the third quarter. That was um, that was a big one that just kind of deflated their environment and our boys were starting to get a bit sluggish. But hey, we were we were competing and they just went to another level. Yeah, and that's exactly the same play that Zico spoke about, and he was he was saying that you know he he could see it. You could see it a mile away. Like that play was coming, and it was, and it was pretty much, you know, textbook Tom, Thomas Abercrombie. He just, you know, come down and threw it down, and then how calm and clear that those boys were. But hey, in the day, you guys, you know, you were there into the finals. Yeah, we we definitely showed that we belonged. Um, yeah, nice. So, um, yeah, playing for you in NBL for next season. What's what does it look like for you? Or is there any plans for you moving on? Yeah, well, obviously I love love the game of basketball, so I'm definitely keen to stay within the NBL. Um, and it's just up to wherever I'm at. Yeah, I can't really talk about that just yet. <laughs> man, <laughs> it's kind of kind of in the loop, you know. Now, hey, fine, man. <laughs> fine him up, man. I think a lot of people are talking on you, bro. And, uh, yeah, man, we got to make some awareness for Nick B, bro. He, he balls out. <laughs> Appreciate that, bro. <laughs> sure. Hey man, let's get into Hoop Nation. There's a lot of bit of involvement around that for you at the moment. Like everyone sees Hoop Nation as just this one tournament that happens every year, but it's actually evolving now. Like these, they're taking specialist teams overseas, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. talk. 
Well, um, Paul Berridge and KJ Allen, man, and all the group of Hoop Nation have done a fantastic job creating a product that actually provides pathways more than just a one-off tournament. Mm. Um, so we recently, they'd been doing, it was initially with uh, Jump 10, but changed to King of Kings. Yeah. Um, that's in uh, China. Yeah, so they did a big selection process through the tournament of Hoop Nation. And uh, players who balled out at that tournament got selected to go away to China. Um, so we recently just got back about a month ago from this uh, tournament in China, which was pretty off the hook. Yeah, take us behind the scenes of that tournament. I was, I was checking it out on social media, but man, it looked pretty awesome. It was, it was something that none of us have ever seen before. Like the rules of the game were different. So you're not just playing a 40-minute game. It's not three-on-three basketball. It's still five-on-five. But instead of playing minutes, you're playing two sets, right? Yeah. So the first set is just a game to 15, twos and threes, um, and you've got 12 minutes. Um, If you win that set, you play another set regardless. Um, And if you win that set, then you win the game. However, if, if the other team wins that set, then you go to overtime. Ooh. Crazy, the, right? Crazy. Like, before, there must be some sort of preparation leading into it. Like, you were, like, when you were here in New Zealand, when, like, you go, hey, man, how do we, how do we play this, these rules? Uh, this is different. This is new. So, was there, what was the preparation leading up to it like? There was, oh, it was tough because everyone was all over the country. So, it was hard to get everyone together. Um, so we had a couple of training sessions uh, when we got to China as a team. Um, but yeah, we had no chance to catch up and get through a couple of sessions before we flew out. Nice. So in this team, so can you talk about the guys that were in the team? Was there any shout-outs in any particular? Was there anyone you kind of you know connected with as a teammate on different level? Or do you actually know all those guys prior to this tournament? Yeah, I knew all the guys, bro. So there were eight of us. Um, if I list them out, I'll probably forget one, so I don't want to do that. <laughs> um, yeah. But no, they were all a good group of guys, all talented NBL players. Um, so definitely no scrubs going over there. Nice. Uh, like I said again, was watching it, checking it out on social media. It looked like uh, the atmosphere. What was that like? Well, like the different teams and players you played against. Oh, it was insane. We um, there was one team we didn't get to play against them, but we rocked into the airport, bro, and all they're just looking down on us, being like, "Oh, thanks for the donation, fellas," because, uh, <laughs> bro. <laughs> but this they had they were the Venice Beach team, so they had Chris Staples, the dunk champ. Oh, nice. Um, they had a seven foot six dude in their team. Wow, who had just just been off um in NBA trial, so. They're a pretty uh, talented bunch. So what have you learned from that tournament moving forward? Like, was there any key learnings you took away from that? Uh, that basketball can take you places, man. Yeah. Like, real. this tournament, it was at a, a dope arena. There were a good couple thousand people watching. Oh, I forgot to mention that uh, Alan Iverson and Tracy McGrady were there. Oh, that's more mention, bro. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, bro. I, I just, I just remember just now. And um, Andre Karolinka was there too. It was crazy. AK-47. AK-47, bro. So, what? So were they like an ambassador there? So, 
well, they actually put, I wouldn't say they were playing, but I mean, no, good, they definitely weren't playing. No, great to see AI and C Mac playing, but yeah, I don't know how effective they would be. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd rather have them spot up in the corner than anyone, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Hey, let's switch switch gears. Let's talk about what's happening next for for Nick Fee. What's going on? Uh, well, currently I'm down in the Manu two after leaving the lovely Hawks Bay. So sorry about that, Jordy. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. So, um, no, nah, so I'm just doing some uh, coaching out here. Um, working out of home while the parents are overseas and that and uh, doing some strength and conditioning stuff. Eh? Yeah, you, we'll, we're briefly speaking about that um, on the telephone conversation. But, yeah, let's talk about when I was well, listening to one of your games when you're playing for the Hawks. We're down at Wellington. Um, you know, like shout out to the to the Saints organization. They do a great, fantastic job. But <laughs> commentary, man. It was commentary for you when you were coming on when you were playing. It just kind of sounded like there was the kind of lost word <laughs> in regards to like, you know, the scout on you. Like, let's can you just briefly talk about that? Like <laughs> oh man, was, that was something else. Well, I mean, that was the that was the first game of the season. And um I want to go. I always want to go back and watch um, and recap how I play, and so you can see hear the commentators. And um, the second I get on the court, it's not talking about any basketball skill whatsoever. The first thing they say is, "Oh, he's been in the gym a bit, hasn't he?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, nah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like for real, like they had me stunned. For a little, I was like, I was like, they're really talking about that, like. Oh, it no, was, I'm, and it I'm went gonna... on for a solid minute or two. Yeah, man, uh, this Nick Fee guy, he looks like he's eating just chicken breasts and broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> and rice, that was it. Like, you can't eat rice, bro, there's carb. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, bro, no, no, no carb diet, yeah. <laughs> In, intermittent fasting, you know. So, as I said before, man, don't sleep on the cool but These guys are just, you know, just didn't want to, they didn't want to look at the, the basketball school attributes. They were just basically looking at, you know, that, you know, you're built. Hey man, I just live in the gym. That's all it is. Gym rat for real. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man. So hearing that, and then you know, we wanted that kind of that, you know, that love and appreciation for your game, man. How'd you feel on that? Ah, oh, yeah, I didn't mind it, bro. Yeah, I didn't mind it at all. Like, obviously, I would appreciate more, um, more context on the game itself and what I can do. But hey, I'll have to show it another another way. But you know, let's. And this leads on to what you're doing at the moment with your strength and conditioning gig uh, in Manawatu, like all the stuff that you know, they probably the hard work that you put in, and now you're you're transferring it into helping others. Yeah, man. I just uh, obviously big thing of of mine, and um, after just working for Hawks Bay Basketball, is just giving back to the community from and just giving back on stuff that I know and that I'm good at. So. Back there was uh, basketball skills for the grassroots sports, and here over here, I'm just trying to give back in terms of teaching high school kids how to get stronger, faster, and be more athletic without getting injured all the time. Nice, because in today's day and age, the um, the high school kid they want to excel more, and you've you've said you're providing a service to help them with their strength and conditioning. How's this? Uh, so, yeah, basically I just go into the schools and uh, work with the kids and on whoever needs it. So it could be a sports team or an academy group. 
um, and we just go through a program that build, tries to unlock their athletic potential, essentially. Because um, mm. high school kids are just doing so much. They like, could be training 14 to 15 times a week and they don't have any downtime or recovery time or their body isn't used to handling that kind of load. So it's all yeah. being able to handle that load as well as become more athletic. Yeah, because a lot of kids that don't recognize and understand, even from all the way from back in my time, that just the importance of letting your body recover, getting that um, conditioning into you, but you know, the body only can take so much. Oh, they don't know about that, bro. They just all go. They want to do as much as they can. Mm. Yeah, and it's the best time in their life to actually go go full full go, right? Oh, 100%. 100%. But then you don't want their bodies to kind of turn back on them. Yeah. And that you, can, you see it too often nowadays, eh? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because um, we look at these um, – well, I'm talking from a basketball high school perspective is that sometimes certain teams, they can't feel their – their, you know, or cook, put all their best players on the court because some of them just absolutely blown themselves out. Oh, 100%. 100%. And then you don't get competitive basketball. And the last thing you want to see, well, it's such a big, like high school is so important to these kids, like high school ball, for example. Like we got regionals going on now. We're just finished up actually. And you don't want your best kids not playing in that tournament. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's it, because the reputation of your high school, you know, holds on a thread by certain players, and if those certain players can't play or compete, then there comes the old, oh man, he we couldn't we couldn't get the result we wanted because such such didn't play, and yeah, and that's yeah, the important. You, point. Yeah, you, that, never, you never want that, eh? No, absolutely not. So um, yeah, man. So evolve from that. What's what's your vision for this uh, strength and conditioning uh, business that you're looking to put forward? Honestly, bro, I'm just taking it day by day. Like, I could have a solid five-year plan in that, but I'm enjoying where it's at and what I'm doing. So the big thing would just be for it to expand a little bit more um, nationally. So get really got, get this program going in, in different schools within different cities and potentially get to a higher tier of athletes. So end up going professional with it. We'll see. That's good, man. I believe hopefully that the kids that you've um, been in contact with appreciate the, the service that you're giving because it's just uh, it's just something that it is needed if they want to go to the next level. Oh, for sure. Like that's in terms of basketball, that's all kids want. They just want to be able to dunk that ball every single time they attack the hoop. I mean, you got kids like Cliffy Junior at the moment who's just flying over everyone. Yeah. And it, you start getting a couple more kids with that kind of athleticism, then we start to turn heads, especially on the international scale too. Nice. Um, now let's talk about the other things that you got on boards in regards with basketball. You were saying that you're looking to go overseas. Yeah, bro. So that's, um, that's in the cards too. So uh, I'm in the process of getting my Irish passport at the moment. Uh, and that can, uh, lead to me playing overseas in, uh, in Europe. Yeah, well, that's what you said before, was that the opportunity to go take, take or the basketball to take you overseas and playing in these um, these other leagues around the world. Yeah, man, it's, it's amazing. I've been to China three times, the States a couple of times. Um, just, you can take you anywhere around the world, man. 
Okay, and now let's let's have before we round this episode off. Like you gave gave the coaching gig a go this year. Was this the first time that you took a representative team on? No, it's not actually. Um, uh, I started with the under seventeen in Hawks Bay this year, but before that, I was living in Hamilton for a couple of years. Yeah, and I uh, coached the Waikato under seventeens there. Very talented group of kids. Um, we ended up coming fifth at nationals. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So that was uh, that was my first uh, rep gig. Yeah. So, as being a player for a long, long time, and when you first stepped onto the court, just to say, "Hey, look, man, I can do this coaching." Man. What was what were some of the key kind of lessons that was learned from from when you first started to now? Uh, it's it's not. That's a good question. Actually, it's kind of not what you know as a coach. It's can you get the kids to listen and put it all into action. Um, being relatable to the kids is, is far more important than the content of what you're putting out. And I feel, I feel yeah, being able to relate to kids is, is so important, man. Yeah. Cause it goes beyond the X's and O's. Like you can have all of these, all these concepts, uh, skills, the ability to try and, you know, put onto a whiteboard, put into a training session. But yeah, man, it's, it's it's more than that, right? Oh, bro! If you're Greg Popovich, but you can't relate to your player, there's no point. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, the only way to get the most out of a kid is to be able to relate to him, have a conversation with him or her, and then they're gonna kind of basically get them to have a positive, loving relationship. Then those kids are gonna do anything for you. And that leads to wins. No, for real. Like, so would you say, like, if there was one thing, I would say that is the key kind of key learning that I've got from it. Would it be that? For me personally, yeah, I believe mm. so. Yeah, because it's all about that engagement with the kids, right? Oh, without a doubt. Like, that's yeah, that's number one for me. Like, the plays don't mean jack. If uh, if the kid doesn't want to have a conversation with you, nice. And switching gears, we'll talk about coaches that influence you. That you've um, you must have been coached by a lot of guys along the, or or them or whatever along the track. Who was the, yes, one the, most, the most impact on you? Oh man, there's been so many. Um, my parents have coached me since I was all the way up until I was 15, 16. Um, so I got to put them in the mix. Other than that, the last two years, uh, I was coached by Zico Coronel, who's been one of the best coaches I've ever had in my life because he's just so knowledgeable of the game. It's ridiculous, and I've improved like a crazy yeah. amount. Um, I was working alongside uh, Morgan Maskell, very talented up-and-coming young coach. He was assistant coach of the Hawks, and um, I can watch out for him, man. He's going to be one of the best coaches this, this country's ever seen. Yeah, that's good. Shout out to Zico and Morgan because <clears throat> both two, yeah, they like peas in the pod, man. And they obviously they share their knowledge between one another, and they just they just grow together. And like you said again, they just man, they have just got they are, they are a super brain in terms of basketball. Oh, honestly, no, no one sees how much time they put in behind the scenes. That's that just should say an abundance about them, honestly. Nice. 
All right. Hey, uh, thank you, Nick Fee. It's great to hear from you, brother. Uh, looking forward to uh, tracking your progress wherever you go. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say before we, we finish off this episode? No, oh, not much, brother. Just appreciate you, Jordan, uh, and what you're doing with this podcast and your uh, Showtime balling uh, business here. Loving what you're doing. Oh, thank you, bro. I love what you do, bro. And um, it's great to hear from you again. Uh, all the best for the future moving forward. And hey, hopefully we get you on another episode down the track. Yeah, catch up soon, brother. Appreciate you. All right, have a good day. See you, bro. Yo, that's full time. Thank you for taking a time out with us here at Showtime Balling, Balling All Levels. This is our podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. We'd like to encourage others to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and also to take advantage and invest in representing our apparel line on Showtime Balling NZ. We'd like to also encourage those ones to keep it grinding, keep moving, and if you want any further information, please do not hesitate to either DM us or PM or get in contact. But hey, without further ado, thank you very much. See you next time.